0: Greetings, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Decision Hour. I'm your host, Adam Bird. This show is about philanthropy, entrepreneurship, positive thinking, and humanity. A show that'll help you make that decision when that hour is upon you. Our guests share some of their experience, expertise, and their stories during their decision hour. You can hear what they're doing today and how that might help you in the near future. My guest today doing some great things in the community. I'm excited to have this guy on. I've been friends with him for a while, so it's, it's good to have him on. I'm going to bring him on here in just a moment. First off, I need to give a huge thanks to Heroes Media Group, all the great shows and sponsors of the network. To learn more about Heroes Media Group or how you can become part of the HMG family, simply go to www.heroesmediagroup.com. Now, this cat that I got on today, met him several years ago, became really good friends with him, uh, been in touch ever since. And uh super cool dude uh, Marine, country singer, um, entrepreneur, and just all-around badass uh, So I'm, I'm honored to call him a friend So I'm going to bring him on right now, Mr. Gabriel Wren How you doing, brother? What's going on, man? How you been?
1: Doing good, how you doing?
0: I'm doing good, man It's always a pleasure talking to you And this, uh, it's nice to have you on the show, man
1: yeah, thanks for having me. I've been looking forward to this for a while.
0: Yeah, yeah. So listen, let's dive right into this, brother. Let's, let's dive right into this. Tell the listeners a little bit about yourself.
1: Uh, my name is Gabriel Wren. I spent uh, 15 years in the military, started with the Marine Corps, uh, ended up in the National Guard, switched over to the Air Force for about a year, and then went back to the Army National Guard and uh, you know, finished up in 2014. Good. Now I own a gun store, um, <laughs> and I live in Middle Tennessee, man. I, I'm happy.
0: There you go. There you go. Now gun store and, and you (laughs) he's, he's being humble right now, folks, but like you also write music and you play a lot of music.
1: I do. Uh, yeah, I, I got into the country music scene, uh, you know, kind of on accident and, um, I ended up becoming good friends with a guy named Jason Hervey, who, um, you know, a lot of people know him as the older brother on the wonder years. (laughs) And, uh, you know, he, uh, him and I became really close and, um, one day I was just kind of goofing around showing him some stuff I was doing and he asked me to submit some music for a TV show that he was working on and and I did and and the network loved it and they picked it up and they they put it on the show and put me on the on the first episode it was pretty cool
0: <laughs> That's pretty I don't think you've ever told me that story as long as I've known you <laughs>
1: I don't think I have actually no. no that's, that's freaking that's, that's a you, business, man.
0: You're getting you got folks, you just got an exclusive right there. We're loving it. We're loving it. <laughs> <laughs> so now you own a gun shop. You you are in Tennessee right now. Uh uh-huh. and where is it? Middleton? So you're just yeah, you're just I'm, south of Nashville, Nashville, right?
1: Yeah, Columbia, Tennessee.
0: Okay, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. So you you own a gun shop down there. How did tell the listeners how that all kind of came to fruition because I remember you and I talking about it and it went from, Hey, I'm thinking about doing it to, Hey, I just bought this place. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. What,
1: what, what just happened? Yeah. No. The, and, and you're right. It was literally, I mean, it was a Friday. I think uh, when I, I used to work here when I first moved to Tennessee and I helped the guy get the place run in and kind of figuring things out. And, uh, you know, then I got hired by, uh, the Sonoran Desert Institute.
0: Yep. And
1: that's when, I, that's when we met as I was out working those, you know, those shows. And, yep. yep. And, uh, and I came back to visit and he said, Hey, I, you know, I'm going to close the store. Um, unless you, you want to buy it or you want to find a buyer. And, and, uh, man, that was like a Friday night and Monday morning I was in here, you know, it was, <laughs> it was that quick. I literally talked to you that weekend. Yeah.
0: It was on a Saturday. I'll never forget Cause you told me yeah. You're like, yeah, last night I went into the shop and, uh, I'm thinking about buying it. I was like, all right, cool. We'll keep me posted. And then you called me, I think Tuesday and you're uh, like, dude, I bought the shop. And I was like, what? Wait, wait, wait. wait a minute. Like, what do you, like you, it's done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No dude. Done deal. It's already done. Like I did it yesterday.
1: I was like, Holy yeah, Christ. it was wild, man. It was a, it was a quick, I mean, it was a real quick decision, but you know, the terms were good you know, the way that I did the takeover and and everything worked out really well. So it was a smooth process. And, um, you know, he's a great friend, the guy that I bought it from and, and, uh, he likes the way that I deal with customers and the way that we kind of built the business and he didn't really want to see it go anywhere else. So, you know, uh, it was kind of a natural progression. I, I never expected it. Um, but Hey, you know, it's working.
0: Let me ask you something with today's society and the, and the way that, that, this country's kind of been with like uh, Second Amendment rights, in, in a lot of places, have you gotten any like slack or anything like that for opening a gun shop? I mean, and, and I know, that, and I'd like to think Tennessee, that area, especially the area that you're in, because uh, I was out there what uh, last year when I drove through, yeah. and um, it, I would think that that's a very pro Second Amendment area, um, but but you always find you know, some snowflake out there that gets offended by something or or whatever. Have you had anything like that happen since you since you own the shop?
1: Um yeah, I mean there's there's been certain things that have happened. Uh where we're at in in this part of Tennessee, you know, historically Tennessee's always been a red state. Um and the vast majority of Tennessee is. Uh this year though, Nashville for the first time went blue. Nashville itself, hmm. that, that area has become very, very saturated with uh, the liberals, the hipsters, the, you know, um, the millennial thought process of, of that liberal ideology. Uh, but where we're at, you know, this is people joke about the Mason Dixon line, you know, moving South of Nashville, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but where we're at, it's, it's relatively uh, conservative. I mean, you've got a lot of gun people here, a lot of people that, that really appreciate the second amendment. Um, as far as things that have happened, I've had a few incidences <laughs> where uh like well, my logo, you know, my logo, and your viewers can't see it, but my logo is a state of Tennessee with an AR in the middle. Mm-hmm. And the Tennessee flag is the color, you know, the, the AR is the Tennessee flag. Um and I try to sponsor a, a Lions Club baseball team, you know, try to do something for the community. Right. Sports, and they asked me to remove the rifle from my logo. And of course I said, no, Um, you know, that's, I'm not going to compromise my business or who I am. I mean, that's my trademark, my logo. And uh, that made pretty good headlines. Uh, I made it onto uh, Fox news, Nashville. They sent somebody down here that day, did a report. And then NRA TV, I went on with Cam and company and uh, made nationals um, over my logo of all things.
0: That's good. That's cool, though. You've always been a guy that's never really taken any BS from anybody. You pretty stand up for your, you stand up for for your rights, but you stand up for for what's right and what's right to do. And that's and that's uh, one of the things I li- I like about you is because you you're kind of a no BS kind of guy. It's just kind of like this is how it is. You you like it. You don't don't like it. But then the, I'm not doing this then. You know.
1: Yeah. It was it wasn't you know it wasn't even really it had nothing to do with me when I when I basically said no it it had more to do with the the ideology that somehow a, a a rifle on the front of a shirt is offensive you know they were worried about it offending certain parents because there was a rifle and it doesn't make sense to me um and and of course you know i'm on the other side of the fence where you look at the people across the aisle and it doesn't make sense to them why you would even want a gun Right. Or have a room because they don't understand the value of, you know, defense and self-preservation. Right. You know, they're the ones that are out there creating violence in their peace protests. So it's just a weird thing, man.
0: It It, it is pretty, pretty weird. It, it, we're seeing a lot of it just recently. I'm, you know, currently at the moment I'm in Phoenix and Trump was down here um, not too long ago. And you you saw protesters out there and, and you, you just kind of wonder why people can't get along. I, I look at it like I use the analogy. I, I, cause I teach high school from time to time and I use Somebody asked me a similar question about, you know, guns and, and, and whatnot. And they're like, do you carry? And I was like, yeah, you know, why, why wouldn't you, you know, <laughs> I mean, do it legally. Right. Right. And yep. uh, I said, listen, I said, everybody can get along. I said, but the problem is every, it's, it's people's mindset. They want to, cause controversy because that's what makes money nowadays. You know, you, you see this in mainstream media. And I said, there's no reason why you can't sit down on one side of the table. And I sit down on this side of the table. Let's say we sit down and grab something to eat, right? Mm-hmm. You speak your piece. I speak my piece. We respect each other's view Pass the freaking potatoes when you're done. I mean, it's like, it's it's yeah. that simple, but nobody wants to do that. Everybody wants to raise a fuss. Everybody wants to be like, "No, I'm right. You're wrong." Blah blah blah. It has to be like this. It doesn't. It, that's just it. It doesn't have to be. And that's what I love about living in the U.S. is that we have those rights, but people want to take them and and alter them and and I don't know, become. I don't want to say a slave for lack of but for lack of a better word, it's almost like that's kind of what we're. We're doing I've, I've said this for years for the last five years, I said we're turning into a third world country, not as a third world country as you and I know it, because right. we've been there and we've seen it, but if we stay on this path, it's going to eventually lead to something like that
1: yeah, oh, absolutely I mean you've got you know, and of course this is it, it's not a verified quote unquote report, but you know I mean coming from the community that you and I came from, we hear a lot of things mm. Mm-hmm. And you know I've heard um from a few different sources that the government is already running the contingencies for a civil war you know they're running they're running fallout plans for some type type of civil war you know and I think that unfortunately the uh, the media you know uh the one side of the media has a lot to do with that and it's it's sad because if you walk outside and and you go talk to your neighbor and you know i'm I'm a white guy and let's say I walk over and I talk to my neighbor who's black. There's no division there.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, we're neighbors. We, we do our thing. You know, we're, we respect each other. We're neighbors. You know, um, one of the things that's always stood out to me is, is that interview that Morgan Freeman did. I don't know if you ever saw that where they were talking about, you know, well, how would you like to be addressed? And he said, how about this? He goes, how about you stop calling me a black man and I'll stop calling you a white man and we'll just be Americans. You know, I think yep. that's what yep. happened. You know, it's, it's this constant division, but that division was put in place long, long ago. You know, it, it was designed, um, you know, way back in the day. Uh, and I don't want to get all, you know, uh, conspiracy on you or anything Right? Like no, I've got, got my own opinions about <laughs> the way things are. So, and it's not just my, it's, it's from me actually sitting around and you know, researching and
0: stuff. Well, but. you know, but the, I mean, let's hold on a second because you bring it up. and This is something that has been, has been happening for many, many, for, for hundreds of years. Right. Yeah. Well, here, here, here's the thing I saw, there was something on Facebook and it was a, I forget what his name was. He was a, um, a, a darker skinned fella. And he says, you know, what's funny. He says, there's not a, person alive whose grandparents picked cotton there's not a white person alive whose grandparents owned a slave plantation not right. not not a single person alive today that right. that did that not one so why is everybody getting upset about it cuz it had no direct effect on our lives at all it's and it con- made so much sense. It was like, oh my
1: they get it. They get it. Yeah. It's the it's the constant. See, the thing is, is England, the British, learned what what happens when people assemble. Right? We also learned that lesson early on as well. Right. What happens when people assemble. And just think about this outside of the box for a second. But if you're in a position of government and your only concern is to preserve a government that has multiple avenues to create wealth for a majority of people or a small majority of people, how do you keep the people from rising up? How does, how does a king mm. of an old country keep people from rising up? They cause a controversy. So why not cause a controversy that's based on, uh, you know, something as simple as race, which has been a, you know, thing for thousands of years. Different races not liking each other, different people from different backgrounds not liking each other. Right. You know, it's such a simple thing to do. All you have to do is go out and, and, and make a smear campaign and you get people riled up.
0: And, and it's too. It's, it's it's unfortunate too. It really is. It's it's on, un, It's unfortunate.
1: It's it's crazy, but it's it's the simplest form of control, and and we're good at it in the U.S. Yeah, we're good at it. Yeah, you know, <laughs>
0: that's so true.
1: It is, and it's sad because, you know, you look at things like Houston, which is going on right now, and I pray for those guys daily. Yeah, uh, you know, in in Texas and Louisiana and those places that are getting hit and. And we're starting to see the rain up here today. Um, but, man, I don't see any any marches going on down there. You know, I don't see anything happening like that down there. There's no BLM. There's no Antifa. There's no, you know, KKK. There's nobody down there doing anything like that. There's people helping people. Yep. That's what you see on the news. And it doesn't, see, it doesn't
0: matter race. It doesn't matter what, what your ethnic background. It doesn't matter any of that stuff. People are helping people. Right. Period.
1: And that's, that's such a simple thing to do. It's the most basic human instinct is to reach out and help somebody. You know, you see somebody in trouble, you want to help them. I mean, I don't know for me that is, it's the most basic thing that I, Yeah. That I, I see somebody on the side of the road, you know, I want to stop and help them. But if I watch the news, I don't want to stop and help them because that person is going to shoot me and take my car.
0: Right. You
1: know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, it's crazy. Well, they say but the, it's that constant fear.
0: The news, they, they say the news is the biggest form of entertainment, Right. It's because yeah. it's it's all that's a, well, that's what it is. it's it's entertainment. Those people behind those new desks are getting paid a ton of money to say what they're supposed to say because they mm-hmm. have sponsors and stuff like that that need to 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 yeah. do that. so it's it's in quite frankly, chaos uh makes money.
1: They're they're just politicians, dude.
0: Yep, and that's all, that's all it is. It's glorified, but yeah, and that's and that's exactly what it is. I've, I've said it before. People are like, well, Adam, you want a media company. You're right, but you will never see us putting negative stuff up or stuff like that. That's why we don't we don't put that stuff up. Well, you're not gonna make money doing that. Well, if that's the case. Then if it takes me longer, we're going to be the change. And I've I've said this before; you've heard me say this: is we want positive stories that are coming out. We want we want to put the positive stuff because if you look at all the negative stuff that's happening in the world today, there's just as many positive things, if not more, positive things that are happening. But nobody wants to report on them because nobody's like, "Oh, I'm not interested in that." Oh, good for them. But oh, well, people want to hate just because they want something to be mad about. And that's a waste of it. You only get one life. so right. Why be pissed off about it? I,
1: yeah. You know. well, and, and it's, it's, you know, the control is through fear, you know, Yeah. If, if I can instill that fear in you, you know, and I can keep you dangling on the edge of that cliff yeah. and I've got control of when you fall over mm-hmm. or I can pull you back and I can push you back. And that's what they do. That's the media in general. That's what they do. I don't care if it's, CNN, MSNBC, Fox, CBS, any of those people, they all have their respective place yep. in, in the position of this country to instill some sort of fear. You know, the, and I'm a conservative, you know, I, I don't have a problem telling anybody that. I, I'm a conservative and I have no, no reservations about that. I'm never going to go liberal. It just won't happen. But I see it from the right, I see it from the left, and I see it from the people in the middle – and all they are is pushing that fear on everybody. Yep. That's why people don't, you know, that's why people lock their, their, their cars in their houses. Back in the old days, we didn't have to do that.
0: Right? No. Nope. I remember as a kid, we, you know, growing up, I grew up in Northern Wisconsin. You you leave your house open. You leave your, what? you know, you park something, you you know, park somewhere at the grocery store, or something like that. you leave your car door, you know, unlocked. You can't do no. any of that stuff nowadays.
1: No, I remember watching this comedian, this is hilarious. I, I can't remember who it was, but he was talking about, you remember the old days? You know, he's like talking about the old days versus now he goes, you remember the old days when someone would ring your doorbell? Yeah. And everybody would get off the couch. They'd be like, yeah. oh, he's here. who's here. Let's go see who it is.
0: They invite you wow, in. We-. You
1: want some sangha? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And nowadays it's like, the doorbell rings and it's like, yeah, <laughs> who's here. You're grabbing your gun. You're yeah. running for the door. You're looking out the windows. You're you know,
0: hiding around the corner. You're looking to see,
1: who's yeah, that? Yeah. You got your gun tucked behind your back. Answering the door, it's the girl scout and know, the Girl Scout selling cookies, and you almost drew down on them. You no, know? that, that, that's learned behavior, man. That's because of the media. You know, it's you know, don't answer your door because it's a scam. Don't don't answer your phone because it's a scam. You know, everything's a scam. Everybody's out to get you, and that's the fear they put in America. Yeah, and it's that. But that's that's one of the things that's got us where we are. You know, the initial division of societal classes, the initial division of of race. You know, when you know the boroughs and the ghettos and all that stuff was pre-planned. Right, was all a way to control the votes back then. You know, it's too so, bad. I don't know. Like I said, I mean, you could get me going on this for a while. I've done a ton of research into it. You know, uh, I. I listen to some of the conspiracy guys just because they have some valid points sometimes.
0: Well, everything uh, starts with a, everything starts with a, th- a theory,
1: though. Oh, like that. You can't say this, but yeah, yeah, that's great. Uh, <laughs> so I, uh, yeah, I, um, I don't know, man. It's interesting, but I don't, I don't let any of that affect me. You know, I don't really even watch the news anymore. Um, I, I peep in every once in a while to see what's going on. Um, just to see, you know, like right now, if there's something important like the flooding, but as soon as it starts getting all weird and political and done, you know, yeah, then, then it's like, okay, you know, the real world's gone, you know, and I've got friends in Texas that are going through this stuff right now. We've got friends in Louisiana that are going through it. So, um, you know, I, I get the scoop from them on the ground. Um, that lady the other night blasted that, that news reporter. You know, yeah. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I saw and that, yeah. she's in the shelter mm-hmm. and these reporter starts talking to her and she's like, are you kidding me? There's people out here dealing with real stuff and you're going to come up putting a microphone in my face. You know, the media just needs to, to disappear. Chill out. Yeah. Yeah. You need it. Don't send reporters on ground. You're sitting there in your, in your rain suit, you know, just got out of your hotel room off of your, your private jet with a microphone in your hand and you've got people walking through four foot of water and you're just standing there. Yep. The hell kind of person are you?
0: It's unreal.
1: To me, that's insane. I would put the camera down, put the microphone down, get on a boat, and go help. Not just film the people that are doing work. I don't care what journalism's purpose is. At some point, you have to step out and become a human.
0: Yep. I agree. It's
1: not about the dollar, and it's not about the ratings. I agree. Anyway, you got me on a box, man. No. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Listen, folks, if you're, if, uh, if you're on, if you're listening to this, it means you're online right now. A couple websites I want you to go to check out right now. And, and, uh, uh, Gabe, correct me if I'm wrong, but you you're, you'll have the name of your site or excuse me, the name of your shop is North, uh, North site gun shop, right?
1: Correct. So yeah. It's North site gun shop. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on uh, Facebook. You can find us on, uh, Instagram, all the social media. Our website's going to go live here next week. We just switched over um, so, so that sa- I can...
0: save that, folks. gunshop.com. Save that so you can check that out when that goes live. Follow him on uh, social media so you can get the the ping when when that site's live. Now, here's the other thing I want you to do. I want you to go to his uh, music site as well. You can go to Gabrielren.com. That's G-A-B-R... I A L, right? Yeah. R I E L. R I E L, excuse me. W R E N.com. Guy's got an incredible voice. Um, and it's done. You try,
1: to, you try to dress it up a little bit, man. Gabriel. Yeah, you know, Gabriel. That's my, that's my stage name. Gabriel.
0: <laughs> 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 got to get that twang in there just a little bit. <laughs> So before, before we let you go, I got a couple of questions, but one of them is, did you have uh music wise, what do you have coming up this year? You got any new stuff coming out this year?
1: Yeah, we're doing my EP. Uh, we just finished six songs that are going to be released in uh, November. Okay. Um, on a record that we're calling, it's going to be called King of the World. And um, I wrote a song for my daughter called King of the World. So that's the title track on that. Nice. It's a cool tune, man. It's one of those songs that, you know, if, if you're a parent, you'll relate to it. If you're a kid, you can relate to it. You know, it's, it's one of them songs for everybody. Cool. Um, but we've got that. Um, I did some some writing on that record with uh, Dave Gibson from the Gibson Miller Band yes. and uh, Ricky Randolph, who's a, a phenomenal writer um, and uh, a guy named uh, Jason Jones, who had a deal with Warner Brothers just recently got out of the music business for the most part, but um, great writer as well. But yeah, we're going to release that. I think we're shooting for November 11th. It'll be live iTunes, Google, Spotify, all the, all the outlets.
0: Sweet. So he'll keep posting on that. We'll make sure we post that up. So Gabe, one of the the other questions I got for you is you're on the show called the decision hour. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's all about that time in your life where you had your feet were on the line. You had to make a decision, whether it was, you know, join the military, start a business, whatever the case may be. Uh, tell our listeners, one of your decision hours and what the atmosphere was like at that time.
1: Okay. Well, um, let me preface this by saying that every decision I make is, is a decision I make, um, you know, after consulting with, you know, most of the time it's my father. Um, but also I, you know, I pray about it. So it doesn't matter what the decision is. If it's a life-changing decision, it's something that I pray about. And, and I look for guidance, um, hold on. Let me shut that off. Sorry about that. Um, got it. Unplugged. Um, but the decision I had to make, man, the one that was the most, you know, critical in recent times, I mean, there've been a few through the years, you know, um, ultimately Everything that I did when I made that decision to join the Marine Corps, you know, I had no idea that 20 years later, that would be the strength and the uh, the discipline that I needed to make the decision I made. And the decision I made was after I got home from Afghanistan, um, I wasn't happy. You know, a lot of us aren't. Right. You know, there's there's, you know, 22 a day is, is the, you know, the media number that that we recognize, um, as far as people who are, um, you know, taking their own lives and that spans generations at this point. Um, one of the big focuses of, of my life now is, is that 22 a day. Um, but I made a decision to leave everything I knew, everything that was comfortable and move my family to Nashville, Tennessee area, um, with no plan. I mean, it was one of those things where I had no job. I had no house. I had no plan, but I knew that this is where I belonged. And it was something that I couldn't explain to you. I couldn't explain it to myself. I couldn't explain it to my wife. It was just one of those things where I had to do it. Um, and you know, I came out here, I visited, uh, my wife came out with me one time we visited and man, I I had to make that decision and it wasn't, it wasn't an easy one, but I knew for some reason that coming out here was the right thing to do. And here we are, you know, four years later and I've seen that all come to fruition. You know, I went from being, um, you know, introverted and depressed and frustrated and irritated all the time to um, dealing with the public on a daily basis and building a business and doing music and making friends, you know, locally and and being in the veteran community and, and really trying to make a, a positive impact. Um, and this is so much more than a gun shop. It really is. Um, it's turned into a veteran center. You know, we've got a massive community of veterans here in this area and they filter through here, uh, nonstop. And I've got a pool table in the middle of my gun store. We shoot pool, we hang out, we talk, we, We have that camaraderie, you know, that you need, Mm -hmm. um, as a, as a veteran and we work through issues, you know, we, we talk about the problems. Um, but none of that, none of what I'm doing today to help people would have been possible if I didn't really buckle down and make that hard choice. Am I going to move or am I going to stay? And sometimes when you're in a rut, the only thing that you can do is change your situation. And I changed my situation. You know, you got to get up and do something different, man. You can't sit there in the same cycle over and over and expect things to get better. You've got to take a leap of faith, man. You got to jump out and say, Hey, I don't know if this is going to work, but I'm going to try it. And if I fail, I'm going to fail with glory. I'm going to go down in a ball of flames, but it's, you know, at least this baby's mine.
0: I love it. Take a leap of faith. Where have you guys heard that one before folks. I love it. Last question I got for you, brother is, uh, um, you know, for somebody that's listening to the show right now and their hour is upon them, what advice can you give them?
1: You can't go wrong with your gut. You never can. You know, I mean, it's one of them things where something just gnaws at you, something aches at you. And it's like, you got to do this, you got to do this. And you pine over it and you stress over it. Um, you know, and I'm not telling everybody to jump up and move across the country without a plan. Cause it's, you know, you really want to have a plan, but I'm kind of a spur of the moment guy. I think we've talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but really having the confidence in yourself, you know, is where it starts, you know, consult with your, you know, close, you know, close contacts, you know, people that you trust um, and say, Hey, you know, what do you think about this? And if everybody tells you you're crazy, maybe you should do it. Cause that's what I think. If everybody says you're nuts, then maybe that's a good you know, a, a a a good way to say, you know what? I think I'm going to give it a go.
0: Love it, Gabe. Appreciate you coming on the show, buddy.
1: Yeah, man. Appreciate you having me. I appreciate it a lot. Thank you.
0: Another great interview here on the Decision Hour with my buddy Gabriel Wren. Love that guy to death. Check out his music at Wren dot com. Uh, and if you're going through Tennessee, stop by his shop, North Sight Gun Shop. Uh, It's going to have a website up here pretty soon. That's all the time I got today, folks. Got to give, again, a special thanks to Heroes Media Group. If you want to become part of the family, uh, make sure you go to www.heroesmediagroup.com. Check out all the shows and all the great sponsors uh, that they have going on over there. Until next time, you've been listening to The Decision Hour.